the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so nonsense being spewed. This is how you get this two-party duopoly of corruption. We lost. Who in the frack is we? I didn't lose a damn thing. I didn't compromise one principle yesterday. I didn't do it today. That's called a win-win. I don't compromise my principles, and I'm certainly not going to take advice from people who do. And I'm certainly not going to take advice from people who fail. And one thing I'll never take advice from is somebody so wretched, their main platform or their political policies is the idea that you should kill your babies. I don't give a rip what anybody like that has to say about anything. I, I, I'm going to tell you why I personally am going to be in a good mood forever is because on, just yesterday, just yesterday, I have a new nephew and I get the pictures from my family members and his name is Ralphie boy and he's a handsome son of a gun, handsome. And I watched my Brother-in-law, Worry, who I love. I watched my sister-in-law carry that baby. I watched her in labor, back at home, labor, back home. I watched her for three days. And at no time did anybody in that story ever think about killing their baby because those are decent human beings. Anybody who would kill a baby, you're not a decent human. I don't want to get along with you. I don't want you at my Christmas party celebrating the birth of Christ. I don't want you at Thanksgiving. Nobody's thankful for your miserable baby-killing ass. Is that too harsh, Squirrel? You'll have to forgive me. You see, the kids do not have anybody to fight for them. They have nobody. And in fact, they have an entire political party in a country built on the unalienable right of life. They have an entire political party devoted to killing them. Taking my money because the vast majority of these low life bust outs, they suck at everything, including making money. So they take the money from people like me who are good at it and they pay these baby killers to do it. And this entire money laundering scheme is making billions. Planned Parenthood is a baby murder factory that makes billions, not millions, billions. And they're paid for by my tax dollars. That would be like giving my money. To those inbred baby murderers calling themselves Hamas this century. And God knows what the next. So I don't need your opinion. And, and at what point do I kill Ralph? Why, I kill him? I kill him when he's just, he's conceived. So I kill him then. Why, because your conscience wants to feel good? I'm taking advice from roaches. And women, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. The idea that you, who have been blessed from nature itself, 
You see, and here's another thing. I'm not hiding behind parables and chapters and saints. I'm just talking about the facts. You have been blessed by nature. I don't care what God you believe in. You're the mother. The mother. Your single purpose, single purpose is to love that baby you're, you produce. Forget about the father that come and go to bust outs and deadbeats. You know you met him. And in the meantime, you're the one that wants to kill the baby? Why, of all the rotten, low-rent things. And, the, and, and, and you're going to tell me how virtuous? My choice. Shut your miserable mouth. Your choice came right before you decided to take the Grundines off. That's your choice. The rest of it is a result. Two separate things. But the idea that I'm going to be lectured to by people who historically have known better, and I'm going to be told by the scumbag scam artists, even the religious ones, yeah, you out there, you Jerry Falwell Jr. cuckolds, you freaks, you were never on my team, Jerry Falwell Jr., you morphodite moron, like to watch your wife get leapfrogged by other guys, huh? Yeah, okay, you're on my team, you're a Republican. Sit in a corner with a dunce cap on, you freak. I don't have a team and neither do you. And nobody's coming to save you or your kids. You are. And you have to. And that's where it starts. And you don't need some phony preacher with a Learjet. You don't need anything other than your own consciousness and your own character. And you don't compromise that for anything. Money, treasure, or promises. The worst part, promises of false hope like you were going to some gypsy to read your palm for $10 as these children on television never worked a freaking day in their life. You're going to give me advice, punk? Please. I'm who your mother and father want you to be and who your wife hopes you were. That's who I am. You don't tell me anything. And in the meantime, there's nobody to defend for the baby. Little Ralphie boy can't talk. And I'm going to let my sister-in-law, who I adore, you're going to kill Ralphie over my dead body yard. Now, you want to do that? Go live with the Democrat scum. Go live with the Hamas scum. By the way, the real Hamas scum, I just got an article in the, in the New York Post. $11 billion in the bank accounts of seven oh, Aloha snack bar yelling freaks. They don't actually live in the tunnels. Oh, no, they're in Qatar. $11.6 billion. You know what that bust-out country makes in a year? They'll bust out the whole freaking Palestine on their best year, $800 million. 800 billion. How, how did they get 11 billion? And they're the virtuous. Stop. You should, you know what? You should stop bombing the tunnels and bomb Qatar where the 11 billion sits. That's what you should do. But see, these are, these are plug in principles. Number one, you don't kill babies ever, ever, never, never, never. And anybody that does, you know what you do? You do what, uh, what is, what is the American Democrats? Oh, you like the, the Indians. Okay. Well, then we kill them the way the American Indians used to kill them. You tie one leg to a bent tree, you tie the other leg to a bent tree, and you cut the rope. That's how we kill them. In honor of the Indians. This is, we should compromise with that. There, I'll compromise with the Democrats on that. You see, these people don't achieve anything. They have no principles, none. They cannot admit they do not have one policy, not one, that works. Am I going to compromise? All right, you can kill the babies if you just promise to stop spending the money. Really? What kind of a low-rent rat Republican or anybody else would do that? So do me a favor. Don't, 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 don't listen to these fortune tellers, these gypsies selling you the false hope of Republican Party win. Because the Republican Party 
has been winning for, 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 for decades, millenniums. What good did it do you? How about Illinois? Listen, you had how many, what, you have seven foot of stupid Bruce Rauner. You had the other idiot that was selling the licenses. You had Denny Hassert molesting the kids. You had how many Republican leaders, what, the fat pig Durkin? You had the skinny pig uh, uh, Brady and the fat pig Brady. What, did you win? Did you win anything? There is no we. Stop accepting the verbiage of people who have taken your money in a fraud of false hope. And the more they screw you, the more you double down and give them money. You know, these, these are stab- I name these guys, right? I name them all. You know why? They laugh at you. They've been laughing at you for decades. Illinois Republicans, and they're a microcosm into the grand scheme. Where's Rona Romney? She got her magic burlap underpants. Ah, what does she care? She's Christ on the other planet, right? Her and her dimwit uncle, Mitt. That's never their fault, though. It's my fault. You see, here's the deal. You're not guilty of anything, and you don't owe anybody anything, and you didn't lose anything, you didn't try. So if you ran and you lost to one of these baby murders, well, ta-da, you lost. I didn't run. Did you run? Me either. So this idea that my, who's Glenn Youngkin? Who Glenn Youngkin, he's the Virginia guy. You know what he really is? He's a policy pimp for the Carlisle group. The same group where the Bushes trained their corporatism. The same group that pretends to be what? Are they a venture capitalist firm? Are they a hedge fund? Or are they just a defense contractor? What are they? So Glenn Youngkin, who's made a living on weapons that kill millions of people. He's going to tell me what right and wrong is when it comes to a baby. I don't care what Glenn Youngkin thinks about anything. Shut your crooked ass up. And by the way, when it comes to making money, you couldn't make money the way men make it. Bricklayers, carpenters, mechanics, even commodity traders in the pits. You couldn't make money like that. You made money in Wall Street, fluffing up these frauds like Jerry Falwell Jr., the religious guy who likes to watch pool boys play naked leapfrog with his pig wife. Ooh, is he the religious? Is that the moral majority? I believe that's what it was called, the moral majority. There is no we. There's you and your family, and that's it. And as for these areas that decide that they want to be like Illinoisans, Chicagoans, New Yorkers, and they want this half-assed, butter-handed gangster mafia to be their representation, all they did is lose. But you didn't lose. The only way you lose is if you start to talk like that and you start to play that game. Because the fact of the matter is, the only reason we're here in 2023 is because who you sent to fight the corruption, to fight the Marxism, the socialism, the policy profiteering, all of them, from George W. Bush, who you sent to do it, they stabbed you in the back. You lost a long time ago when you started to think that political whores had principles. They don't. So in a way, you won last night. Because they need an enema. The country needs an enema. So let the citizens wallow in corruption like the Chicagoans now who are just waking up to figure out what the hell's been going on for decades. Half of these idiots didn't even know what the word sanctuary meant. They had no idea. Just like the Republicans who pretended they won when Bruce Rauner, a Republican, made it a sanctuary state. You starting to see a trend here? So be smarter than to pull in a driveway on North Avenue where it says palms red for a fin. You didn't lose anything, so don't act like you did. The only time you ever lose is when you compromise with these corrupt, baby-murdering whores, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. I don't tolerate baby killers, and neither should you. But then again, 
I'm not trying to win them. I don't want to. Oh, you know, I, I, I voted all my life for, for Democrats, but I really like this guy. In the I don't care. Sit there and shut up in your car and pretend you're Jerry Falwell Jr. while his wife is getting leapfrogged. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. We lost. I didn't lose anything. I rarely lose. And one thing I never do is compromise with myself. Everybody listening to this show, everybody listening to this show, aside from a few morons that can't figure out how to change a station, you know right and wrong. There's not a one of you. After all, you spent the whole day busting your ass for your kids or your grandkids. There's not a one of you that would kill them. Not a one of you. And if you've been ever attached to somebody who did, I know people that have done it, and they're never the same. Never. Because... No matter where you go, there you are. You can never escape yourself. It's a hard thing to kill strangers, let alone your own child. That's a horrible damnation I wouldn't wish on anybody. And I'd fight like hell to prevent somebody from going through that. But if they're hell-bent on it, well, then go ahead. Whoopi can't remember how many abortions she had, right? Isn't that what she said? Now she looks like Marlon Brando. The guys, whoever knocked her up, pray to God she doesn't remember anything about it, and they, they wish they could forget so, good for Whoopi. You're aging beautifully, troll. I give a rip what you say about anything. What the hell was Ted Danson thinking? I think it started out he was looking for her eyebrows. Uh, Tim, Southside. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, the Democrats have a great job of uh, naming their, renaming anything they want it to be. Uh, you mentioned Planned Parenthood earlier in the show. I think we should call it Unplanned Parenthood because there ain't nothing planned. They, they're going there because they're in a jam. I love I I love that. that I love that you call it that. But you know this this is our fault too, Tim, because we allowed people who want to kill their children to name it abortion. See, they hide behind the word abortion. Why not say what it is? You want to kill the baby. You know, you have yeah, to make people the- do that. You know, you know. I'm going to tell you, Tim. I'm listen. I'm no cream puff. I went to school with guys sitting in the cooler right now for murder. And they murdered strangers. I don't know a one of them that doesn't regret it. And they're murdered strangers. Can you imagine if you murder your kids, you go home? You know, half the time, you know what it's like to raise kids, especially when they're strong-willed and they're girls and you go through all that. You know how many times I, 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 I want to choke my dog? I, you not, I, I would never think of it. Never. What are you kidding me? How do you kill your baby? Even when you hate them, you love them. It's, it's, it's like nothing I've ever even considered. And we're in the year 2023, right? We're technologically advanced society, science. We talk on little boxes. We can communicate all around the world. I can look into all this technology, and you can't figure out what you're doing. But then again, the true terrible human beings that's founded this, the racists, the xenophobes, the sexists, the, the anti-homosexuals, they outsmarted the entire country and the world. Margaret Sanger, Margaret Sanger spoke to two Klan meetings on record, recorded on tape, interviewed, hated, hated blacks. That's the founder of Planned Parenthood. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically, delinquents. Because they're born to people she deemed to be delinquents. So should I compromise with that dirty, rotten whore, Margaret Sanger? 
Should I compromise with that racist pig? Not on your life. All I can do is have sympathy for anybody that saw her naked. Uh, Scott on the west side. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sean, I've often thought that uh, it should be done if, a, if an abortion, because it is a barbaric act, is to occur, the mother should be the one to do it. And my thought always was that instead of making it a medical procedure, there can be a doctor there to assist in the actual uh, birthing through the birth canal, but the mother should be the one to put it, uh, the child in a wood chopper. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. You know, you look back at some of the medical procedures throughout history. You go back a couple hundred years and you realize how sophisticated they thought they were when they put leeches on people, when they cracked their skulls open with hammers and took their brain out, when, when Joe Kennedy lobotomized his own daughter. And you realize what man's ability to harm other people is it almost it, it, the saddest part is we can't intellectually grow out of it and all we yeah. do now is hide behind words although your your example is outrageously crude it's exactly what actually happens without being spoken so i appreciate that scott i mean did you you're not talking about a nice procedure here but margaret sanger wanted it to be that ugly see there's no good way to kill the baby margaret sanger didn't mind because they were killing black babies they were killing Puerto Rican babies. They were killing babies that weren't up to her level. So she thought. The sad part is, so many of us are willing to go down to her level to win a vote, to win an election. That's a sad statement right there. Maybe the reason Republicans don't win is because they really don't deserve to. They really don't stand for anything. They're pliable. All right, we'll kill your nephew before 14 weeks. All right, well, you feel good about that? You stupid son of a... Eric and Marengo. I just want to say, back in my early 20s, I did have this happen to me. Uh, I was in the drugs, and so was the woman, and we thought that was the greatest idea. Worst decision I ever made. Sure. You know why, Eric? I, I know why, because I know somebody that did it, too. Somebody who I love. I think, and not a day goes by, they don't think about what their kid could have been. Not a day. It was going to be a girl. I dreamed about it for years and years and years. It was going to be a girl. That's all right. Huh? You know, Eric, unfortunately, you're not alone in this. You were you were told as a young man, and you were weak at the time, you were told that this was a viable option by people you loved, by people you trusted, yeah. by society yeah. itself. So I don't, I don't yeah. solely blame you, but I do know, I'm sure when you die and you go before whatever God you go before, and he says to you, what is the one thing you regret? I got a, I got a $50 bet says I know what it is. I'm sorry, Eric, you take care of yourself. But that's the fact. So instead of learning from what Eric says, instead of thinking through the actual reality of killing 2,500 babies a day in this country, 2,500, and I'm not going to Jerry Falwell Jr. and give you proverbs. I'm going to tell you just how outrageously insane what a killing field America is. But where is it really? It's not in every state in America. Only in the Democrats' sewers. And now we got a new one. Ohio, right? Welcome to the club, boys. Let me know what your property value is doing in the next 10 years. Your, your whole state's a fraud anyway, don't you? Right? They live on those corn subsidies. It jerks. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? It's been a while. Nice. Thank you very much. Good. Hey, I've got two quick points. I, I mentioned one to Honey Bunny, and that is that I know someone near and dear to my heart that I just recently learned 
she knows two women who were who were raped, one brutally in a back alley. Both of them gave birth to the child. One of them, and I don't know which one, raised the child as their own. They are heroes in my mind. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, do, do you know, I, I, I don't know, was Winston Churchill's mother raped? I can't remember. I know, I know, right? Wasn't there some scandal that, we had that she had to get married? I don't know. Sure glad she had the baby, though. I think a lot of people in Europe are, too. Craig, am I a great one? Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Just wanted to, just wanted to mention something to you about, uh, you know, you talk about the uh, waste of time it is to go vote and everything and all that and support these people. You're 100% right, and I'm going to tell you another reason why. So they got that uh, rodent uh, Mc, uh, McRomney over on their side. Uh, it's supposed to be arranging things and doing things. She's not even smart enough or even cares enough to basically do anything to take and keep all that cheating and all that rotten stuff. Nobody's over there is even smart enough to even realize they're making all kinds of excuses, everything but that they got cheated. You know, Craig, that's another, that's another point. That's another point. Oh, the Democrats won. How'd they win on abortion? Okay, did we, did we clear out the voter rolls? Did we go through and audit the, the machines? Did we verify and cross-check? No? Okay, but we're going to talk about abortion now. This is what happens when you give liars the benefit of the doubt. The most pathological people in our society, the government, who has lied about the, every simple little policy from the cost of curbs in your neighborhood. But they're going to tell you the biggest results. And we're just going to say, okay, with no proof of audit, and then I'm going to debate my principles the next day as if they're, 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 they're pliable as if I can give away the principle of life itself and protecting the youngest, most helpless for, form of life? Oh, you you, you want to know the only abortion I'm, I'm for is the abortion of the murderers, the rapists, the cockroaches in our society. I'd like to at least give them a chance to make the decision if they're going to grow up and be Democrats. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So the uh, losers and failures and frauds, you know, the Democrats of uh, Joe Biden's party were on display in the Senate, the House today. And they had a couple of them up there asking them, you know, specificity about the job that they're supposed to do. But what you and I realize, if you listen to this show, you realize people who work for the government do gots on goal. They sit there all day and pretend to uh, uh, look busy while they try to figure out where they're going to go eat. How many abortions for pregnant migrant girls has the Office of Refugee Resettlement facilitated across state lines over the past year? And what was that cost to taxpayers? So, Senator, we make sure in compliance with the law that if, uh, for example, emergency services are needed for an individual in our care, we would make sure that they provide those services. We also want to make sure that we assist any individual in being able to execute on their rights to have health care services. So Do we you know the numbers? I could try to get back to you on any precise numbers. So the most aggravating part of this is that <clears throat> on the soft numbers so far this year, the uh, HHS has dispersed $265 million to Planned Parenthood. That's it. Just just that one department this year. How much do they get from insurance companies that are, are paid for by Americans? It's probably over a billion dollars. Soft math of the year 2022 has it at a billion three. Uh, when, when I, the way that I add it up is the actual money that comes into Planned Parenthood that's paid for by the government because of one socialist program or the next. 
And now we're paying for people who are not citizens to have the babies. Margaret Sanger is doing jumping jacks in hell. It's phenomenal. But when it comes to uh, the, the situation at the border, there's still Republican elected officials that don't understand the game. See, the game isn't to solve that problem. No, no, no. In fact, it's, it's to increase it because it's within the needs of the people who have never paid into the system, never been a part of the country, that billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions is stolen every year in more than just Chicago, which has perfected the grift. Secretary Mayorkas, how many people have entered the uh, country illegally across our southern border since the Biden administration took office? A number. Uh, uh, Senator, it's um, uh, over six million encounters at our southern border. And how many of those six million are still in the country? Uh, Senator, uh, I can get you that information. They're always going to get it for you next week. They're going to get it for you next week. They're going to get it for you next Tuesday. They never have to get it. This bald, lying, rat Democrat is expected to fail. And when it comes to money, they don't like asking, answering questions about money. They don't like asking questions about specific policies. They don't like answering or being asked those questions. So give me two or three specific examples that we could do policy change that would make a difference. Senator, I think the um, the president uh, on day one set forth a blueprint uh, that we'll uh, pick contains... three out of there that you think are the best, the most meaningful. Uh, Senator, I'm not, I'm, uh, I, I would um, be quite hesitant to rank which ones are the best, um, but I continue to adhere to the approach that we're, we're, when we're speaking of a system that has not been reformed since... You, you, you realize he's making up the words, right? The system has not been reformed. Do you know it's never had to have been reformed? You do understand that we've had policies in place for decades to handle the very issue. My favorite are the ones from the 90s. With the intern molester. And now I have to look at his thigh-chafing wife, the Duchess of Chafington, on The View today, which was very nauseating. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. Even when they kill their own babies, right, Bill? I wonder what Bill Clinton's stance was on abortion. What do you think it was? Uh, Who cares? Kimberly, Sandwich, Illinois. Hey, Sean. Hi, Sean. First time caller in here, but I just wanted to say, um, on the abortion issue, I kind of feel that mothers equal murderers. Um, I don't see the difference. If you were a loving mother and and you had this child then go and put them up for adoption because you care about them and you love them. I don't think killing is the answer. Of course not. Of course. It's horrible. Do you know what else, Kimberly, which is... is, You know what? When I was a teen, I protected myself. I had safe sex, blah, blah, blah. got married, had my children. I don't get it with these women. I am a woman. I don't get it. How do you go and go, oh, I'm pregnant and I want to abort I want to kill. Kimberly, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for having the courage to do that because the problem and the reason that that we're in this predicament is because so many women who think like you did do were afraid to be judged for the way you think. And that 
That is what this feeds on, this culture of, 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 of collectivism, this intimidation of, of mob rule, of a Marxist mafia. It thrives on people being afraid to speak up against their insanity, their stupidity, or their evil nature, which is what this is. So I thank you for that. And, uh, you know, yeah, to me, Kimberly, the greatest argument for having a baby and not getting an abortion is somebody I completely disagree with, and that's Barack Obama. Barack yeah, Obama, absolutely. the greatest reason why no one should ever get an abortion. His mother was a 17-year-old white girl. His rat bastard father, 33-year-old married African exchange student, knocks up a 17-year-old girl with nothing. She had the courage to have that baby, and that baby yeah. became the president of the United States. That's the greatest reason to never have an abortion. But Democrats don't think like that. Because they don't have any foresight. They don't have any hindsight. In fact, they're just idiots. Thank you very much, Kimberly, for having courage. Thank it means a lot to me. In fact, st- stay on the phone. Stay on the phone. Give her uh, uh, one of the girls' shirts there. Will you, honey bunny? Thank you. Beautiful. Don in Bloomingdale. You know, Sean, how could these people show up at a, at a congressional or senatorial hearing and not have adequate information? They know they're coming. They know the question. Because they don't they're have to. Fired. Don, they don't have to. They don't have to show up at a meeting with information. What would you do if you had to go down? All right, Don, I'm a small business guy. Let me go down. I got it. The IRS letter. I'm going to go down. I'm going to sit in front of this sexually frustrated government employee who's just waiting for his pension to kick in. Uh, and he asks you, where is it? I don't know. Can I get it to you later? I don't know. I don't have it. I'll get it to you later. See, only our lives we have to produce. If you're part of the mafia... You sit on your fat, useless ass and put your feet up. Every once in a while, we're going to put you on camera. But you just go along with the step and fetch, okay? All right. By the way, Ed Burke's going to have a trial. Sure he is. Thank you very much for playing along, Don in Bloomingdale. It's hard to realize you're the slave, isn't it? I'm a terrible slave. I hope you are, too. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560, The Answer. I used to think Dan Prop when he would wear hats and ruin the headsets, I'm like, what are you doing with this giant headset? I think Amy Jacobson's head is bigger without the headset. The country has soured on Joe Biden. There's just not another way to put it. According to our latest CNN poll conducted by SSRS, a national poll that gives us this snapshot in time. Biden's approval rating is 39 percent in our poll. By the way, that's CNN. And that's the same day other people are telling you we lost. We? It's no we. It's just idiots in this country that want to mimic Chicago mafia government. Go ahead. You want Pritzker in there? Go ahead. 61% disapprove of the job he's doing. Look at it by party. You see that even among his fellow Democrats, he's only at 77% approval in this poll. 77. I tell you, these, these morons, they'd vote for a pickle if they said it was a Democrat. A pickle. What are you going to do? You're going to give me more welfare? Yeah, okay. The pickle's in. President Pickle. And you know what? President Pickle might actually give better uh, speeches. Than the dimwood in diapers. Uh, George Naperville. Sean, now that they're coming after Biden, do you think he could get all the ex presidents, minus Trump, to sign a document saying it has all the earmarks of a smear campaign? I don't think that it, it was a smear campaign. You got checks. You got canceled checks. I had the, I had the tape, didn't I, Honey Bunny, of, uh, of uh, the drawing up? It wasn't too eventful. Where was, oh, here we go. 
Breaking news right now. Chairman James Comer of the House Oversight Committee announcing a string of subpoenas on Wednesday or actually today targeting members of President Joe Biden's family, including his son, Hunter Biden, his brother, James Biden, and also former Hunter Biden business associate, Rob Walker. He's got all the Bidens listed. But you want to know what's aggravating about this? This is not a court procedure. This isn't like you have to lay out the evidence. We're going to subpoena it. Impeach the son of a dog. You've had the evidence. You have the bank transfers. You got the money going to the dimwit. You've got the policies after the bribery. When Joe Biden was flipped as an asset of the Chinese Communist Party, you have the domestic policies that enrich the Chinese government. And now, oh, you're going to get a subpoena? Gee, do you think that that scumbag Biden brother, the one who got the contract for $1.5 billion to build houses in Iraq, of which not a one has ever been seen, you think he's going to say, I did it. I did it. I was a bag man. He's a traitor. I did it. No, that's not how it works. This isn't a, a county. This isn't New York where I got to lay out a case and we're going to get testimony. The government can expedite impeachment because we cannot afford to have a traitor as a president. Can't afford it. But in the meantime, the Republicans, we're just going to get we're going to get indictments and we're going to we're going to get subpoenas. We're going to get witnesses and we're going to get. No, this this is fundraising. Comer and the Republicans are fundraising. They're going to tell you you lost and they need just a little bit more of your money. And they're going to sell you that gypsy false hope. Then they're going to read your palm and tell you you're a giving person who has a bright future. If you just give us more money, get the hell out of here. Impeach that son of a dog traitor. Terry Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, Hey, you know, uh, the, the, the number that they're putting out in Woods Cross and put these CPS students to school every year. What, twenty four grand? Thirty thousand a year. Thirty thousand a year. And that's without the nonsense. You know, if they get you to put your kid on that nonsense dope on that Ritalin, then they got to give you what an EIP, an IPE, whatever the hell it is. It's another sixty five hundred. Yeah. And if if nine if nine out of ten ain't up to their skills, why don't you close down? 90% of the schools and just keep 10% Terry, of them because they're all going to end up uh, in the same place. Terry, are you not looking at the graduate? 84% graduation rate. Come on, Terry. Oh. Sure, only five yeah. kids out of 100 can read, but 84 kids out of 100 graduate. The other six, the 16, that are in jail. Thank you very much. Bill in Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you? Uh, great show. I'm uh, a friend of uh, Robert from Bloomingdale, so oh. we're, we commiserate together. Wonderful. Anyway, um, I, I challenge all of your listeners to downstream or to get the copy of Unplanned, and it'd be an educational experience for them. I showed the movie up at a VFW hall to several politicians, and they came up to me after the movie and said, we didn't know. I'm like, please, are you stupid? Yes. See, what Bill, that's hell? more aggravating than anything to me, because I think I was, I don't know, I was in grade school or high school, and, and, you, and you learn about it, and then you say, well, w w wait a minute, how does that work? And then you realize what they're you're, you're you're beheading babies. You know all of this what we see and and rightfully outrage across the world about what these filthy seventh century yard gnomes did to the uh, Jewish kids. Outrage that happens twenty five hundred times a day in America called abortions twenty five hundred a day seven days a week. It's 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 despicable. It's despicable, Bill. So for grown men to say we didn't know, pull your head out of your ass. Stop watching grown men in tights chase balls. They're on steroids anyway. You're not related to them, morons. Who won the Bears game? Who gives a rip? 312-642-5600. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. I always enjoy talking to my next guest because I remember her from the late 80s. That's the first time I stumbled across her, and she was somebody to admire. She was somebody who spoke of principles back when our country had some uniting principles. She was an original feminist. She's somebody who uh, the women in my life, my family, used to love to watch her speak. She was a darling of the media, and rightfully so. She deserved it. After all, she's the author of eight best-selling nonfiction works. She's also a graduate of Yale University and Oxford University. She used to write columns and articles and give speeches. She's more than charismatic. She's wonderful inside and out. She's Dr. Naomi Wolf. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Wolf. How are you? Good. It's so nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me again. Well, I, I, I love that you keep up the fight. You are, you are tireless, and it's, it's fascinating to watch because you truly don't waver. And you remind me of America back in the 80s. And I know, you know, that's I, right. When did you write your first book? Was it 88 or 90? I can't remember. Uh, I think it came out in 92. Oh, so wow. a long- Time flies when you're, you know, I used to was drinking back then, not paying attention. <laughs> but in the meantime, I, I remember watching you on, on, on different shows and you were giving your opinion all the time from everything from foreign policy to, uh, you know, challenging the narratives of the sexes and the rest of it and fighting for democracy. I, I, I love that attention you got. But then I saw you just didn't get it anymore. And I'm wondering, when did that happen? When did uh, you kind of get shunned from the mainstream media? Hmm, great question. Well, I think I began to be kind of discredited by the legacy media around 2015 because I started to question um, fake news, basically. <laughs> yes. Such a concept, but I began to question um, things that turned out to be reasonable to question, like, is there really in Niger, is there really are there really weapons of mass destruction? Um, did we really invade the right country? And uh, I think that fast forward, I was still you know nonetheless a darling of the media till 2020 and into 2021. But then I really transgressed because um, lockdowns had been launched and masking, and then in 2021 forced injections. And I did what I've done for 35 years. I raised questions about these things. And especially I was concerned because I'd written a book in the Obama era, actually the Bush two era, about how easy it is to crush a democracy. Mm-hmm. So I saw signs of it, you know, in lockdown. Like it was emergency law. It was the last stage of the 10 steps to fascism. But the narrative had changed and the left had changed. So that began to be very unpopular. And then I was deplatformed all at once in June of 2021 for accurately noting that women were experiencing menstrual symptoms when they received mRNA injections. And uh, I was deplatformed. I was smeared around the world. I was ejected from my life. My investors withdrew from my company. Like all this drama, it turns out it was by the White House instructing 
Facebook and Twitter to uh, go after me and people like me. But the story of my new book, Facing the Beast, is that it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because I've spent the last two years talking to conservatives and libertarians and people of faith, people I hadn't had a chance to talk to before. No. And it led me to question a lot of my um, initial assumptions. Well, I always found you very interesting because you you were provoking uh, uh uh, answers that were uncomfortable to a duopoly standard of a narrative. And I loved that about you. And I've always felt that way. I don't care who's lying to me. Just stop lying. Whether it's George <laughs> Bush or Barack Obama, it's always the same on a different, a different, uh, maybe twang in the accent, but it's always the same narrative. It's the government supremacist lie. And, you know, it's interesting when you see headlines today, when you wake up and it says, Republicans lose. That's the same kind of party politics that keeps the duopoly of corruption and corporatism alive. But I think, Dr. Wolf, that they're misinterpreting the nation. I think more and more actual people are aware of the government narrative, the government supremacy. And I think they want them to they want it to stop. I think your message is now more popular than it ever was, because you've been right for 30 years. And this is something that cannot be changed. Well, thank you. I mean, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, well, I wish I wish I'd been wrong. Right. Because also the center of my new book talks about how I've got this um, project of 3,500 doctors and scientists going through the Pfizer documents released under court order and finding the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history. And that's what I would deplatform. They didn't want me to find that. So we found it. And with it has, you know, Pfizer documents have a special focus on ruining women reproductively and sterilizing women and lowering men's sperm count. It's absolutely appalling. Um, we're having a drop in live births. Uh, of 13 to 20 percent. Um, the miscarriage rate in the Pfizer documents is up to 80 percent. So it's all catastrophic. I wish I'd been wrong. But um, at the same time, I'm kind of like my head like explodes regularly that what I'm doing in uncovering this is so like uh, position is being so extreme because this is like the Pentagon Papers. You know, this yeah, is like it's worse. I think it's worse. Journalism, exactly. Well, it's much worse, exactly. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, journalistically, the New York Times should be covering these stories. The Washington Post should be covering these stories. And I'm called like a conspiracy theorist and a weirdo because I'm I'm doing something that the left used to be comfortable with, which is we all know governments lie. We know that pharma, you know, giant corporations lie. I can't believe it's so. Um, it's, it's been targeted as so marginal to dig through documents and find that, in fact, public health is being risked in a horrible way this, by yeah. these injections. And you're right. asking you're you're asking and demanding you're asking a very important question, but more importantly, demanding answers. This scandal is something that should never leave the front page as far as I'm concerned. What do you mean you're going to release the information in 70 years? Are you fracking kidding right. me? I want to know right now. You made a trillion dollars in a bipartisan fraud, and I want answers because I'm aware of the lab opened up by Pfizer in Wuhan in 2009. I'm aware of the government funding EcoHealth Alliance. I'm aware that in this country... There were labs that were owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party. And to me, 
the greatest way to cover that up is to have an asset of the Chinese Communist Party in the most important office in the land. And that's exactly why I call Joe Biden the traitor and thief. He's clearly an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. And after all, for 50 years, he was just the most pliable political whore this country's ever seen in the Senate. So he's perfect for the job. And we still aren't getting these answers. How many people even know about the lab in Montana? Right. Uh, Do you want me to share what I know about that? Come on, I couldn't tee it up any better for you, Doc. Come on, what do you want me to do? Thank you so much. (laughs) By the way, we're so aligned because I literally just tweeted, I signed up in, you know, in the last election as a Democrat, I didn't sign up as a traitor, you know, go get him, go ahead and subpoena Hunter Biden and, and uh, President Biden's brother. Um, This man is wholly owned by China. um, And I go into details in Facing the Beast. Uh, My independent research found that actually Pfizer's injection is produced in a, in a, a partnership with China. And they manufactured, they have opened manufacturing plants all over Western Europe and North America. And the IP in 2021 was transferred to China. So our existential enemy is is manufacturing and distributing and has the formula for what goes into our body. It's causing all these people to drop dead, to be disabled, a million new disabled people in August. So your question to me, okay, in 2018, the Daily Mail broke this story after a distinguished group of Internet um, investigators named Drastic broke it. And in 2018, uh, Dr. Fauci took 12 Egyptian bats from a seedy roadside zoo in Maryland, shipped them to an NIH lab in Montana, injected them with, guess what, coronavirus he had imported from the Wuhan lab in China, and then they sacrificed the rats to, you know, make sure they'd been infected, right? So, so that happened, and and it means a lot of things. It means that um, Dr. Fauci was lying to Congress, which is a felony, when he told Rand Paul that uh, he had not performed gain-of-function research. That is gain-of-function research. It was overseen by Ralph Barrick, whose CV boasts of his engaging in gain-of-function research. Um, It also means that he was breaking the law because gain-of-function research is against the law, or it was in 2018. And the last thing is, you know, all of this finger-pointing at China and the Wuhan lab in March of 2020 could be a distraction because COVID could have leaked from Montana right. in 2019. And in fact, I'm getting emails from people in states around Montana and in Montana saying, I was really sick in 2018 and early 2019. I lost my sense of taste and smell. So, you know, it could have been Dr. Fauci who inadvertently released the virus. Oh, I, well, first of all, who did it benefit, right? To me, I'm, an old, I'm a fan of the old Columbo show, but more importantly, Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes. And ultimately, who won? Who had the motive to do it? And when you take a look at the last three years of our country, government gained mass, mass strength, unprecedented in, in the history of this country. People adopted the mindset of a European slave, a European socialist. They just said, okay. They took away livelihoods, businesses. They threatened. They intimidated. They did things in this country that are directly against the principles. They they broke the covenant of, of the Enlightenment, and they took away the individuality, and people were corralled and the rest of it. And people changed their lives for the better in some cases, but in most cases for the worse. 
And then you have the the financial takeover, the backdoor nationalization of the economy writ large, where now it's right. normal to have these omnibus spend. So the, it truly benefited the the collective. It truly benefited a gangster government. And now it is unmoored from every principle. So how do you get it back? And to me, the way you get it back is by never letting go of how it was broke in the first place and proving beyond the shadow of a doubt this was a biological weapon released on the American people by the American government in conjunction with the other governments around the world who profited from it. And that's the only way you can come to it. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And, well, I've concluded and I'm very much informed by my husband about this, who has spent uh, his career in military intelligence and then in the intelligence community. Um, he is deeply concerned about China's role in all of this. And he points out that the way China wages war is not the way we in the West are used to defining war. It's not going to be bombs dropping or a land invasion. They wage war by encircling their enemy and, um, and, and making them weak without firing a shot. So, you know, in his view, we're under attack currently. War is being waged on us currently, and I agree with him. And I think this injection is a bioweapon. Um, I've proven it in facing the beast with all of these China connections. And also, it has um, differential outcomes. Uh, 36,000 of the 42,000 adverse events uh, in the Pfizer documents are in the United States, the next largest tranche in Western Europe in order of political importance, um, you know, Britain, Germany, France. Italy, Spain, Greece, and all the rest of the world combined is only 7,000 adverse events. So it's very easy to take people out by using or to hurt them by using either brand with Moderna being three times more lethal than Pfizer um, or even things as simple as temperature. Um, Because if you uh, let it get to room temperature, paradoxically, it coalesces and causes clotting. So all of this is to say, you know, look at what else is happening. Our our southern border is wide open. Eight million people have crossed in. I've been in conflict areas and refugee camps around the world. They don't look like normal refugees. They look like soldiers to me. They're they're fighting age men, a lot of them. They're not with their families. They don't look scared. They look super fit. They've got military haircuts and they're marching. <laughs> you know, um, you've got uh, our our farmland being bought up by um, Bill Gates, who I believe is a cat's paw for China and the World Economic Forum. You've got ports being bought up. Our energy grid disrupted. Our food supplies disrupted. Sorry, go ahead. Well, the interesting thing, the interesting thing is I know how you've been discounted, right? And Mm -hmm. it's it's the bastardization of language. And um, they're they're accusing you and, and, and people who agree with you and like me of being conspiracy theorists. And, you know, this is our inability to stand up for ourselves over the lack of the past few years that they are allowed to do this because every plan starts with a conspiracy of sorts. Why would we run away from that word? I mean, the greatest conspiracy to point to is the conspiracy of Obamacare. That was supposed to do all of these wonderful things. You conspired to make things better. Now, they turned out worse, and now the real argument is, did you intend it to be bad, or were you just wrong? You know, were you wrong? And then then if I spot that, or if I articulate how all of these events led up to a goal, I'm the conspiracy theorist? In the meantime, that destroyed healthcare in this country, and now we're all used to all this nonsense and the massive cost. So... I don't want that to happen with this because this is something 
that to me is a bioweapon and profiteering on top of it. And now they're controlling the investigators, so they'll never be investigated. And the greatest thing to happen to them isn't just the traitor who sits in the White House now, but all of the other so-called representatives that want to move on to fund other countries and other wars. We don't even talk about it anymore. You rarely even hear COVID anymore. So they, they know how to squash any kind of curiosity into diving into the evidence, don't they? Yes, so I'm glad you, you said that. I just wrote a, a Substack essay about the war on language. And language, like these people are such monsters. They, they target schools, they target churches, they target synagogues, they target the family, they tar- target children's faces, and they target language. And with AI, they can do that very effectively. So one way, like look at the phrase conspiracy theorist. And again, when I was deplatformed, my bio was changed overnight all over the world from Rhodes Scholar, Yale, you know, Oxford, nine bestsellers. The first line is now conspiracy theorist. Um, and what does that do? There's this targeting of critical thinking. There's this targeting of curiosity. And there's this shaming. Um, you know, I have been an advisor to the vice president, Al Gore, and to President Clinton's reelection campaign. I've been in those rooms where national decisions are made. There's no memo, you know, there's no press release. Powerful people coordinate outcomes. They don't tell, you know, whatever, Time Magazine. And and you can call that a conspiracy. Of course it's a conspiracy. People conspire. It's so naive. Every business plan, every prospectus is a conspiracy. Uh, You know, conspiracy. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's interesting because you have, you know, an eventful life is an understatement but yeah as we get older the perspective of looking back at those times in your life being surrounded by a variety of people who were in those positions do you look back at those times differently than you thought of them in the moment uh which time bill clinton al gore and you uh, see the profiteering of policy in al gore and the you know the, the the chakra alignment but more importantly selling that company to al jazeera and you see how even though you know he may have started with the best intentions he's the son of an oil man and the profiteering in the green energy do you look at all of it differently and then you know hillary clinton can you ever hear her voice without wanting to stick your head through a pane glass window I mean, everything you said is true, but I don't think we can assign it to a partisan cause. Um, You know, I wrote The End of America during the Bush two years when it was George Bush who was, you know, shredding the Constitution, keeping people in prison without, you know, without a speedy trial, uh, surveilling dissidents, calling environmentalists terrorists. you know, introducing the the surveillance state. I mean, you know, Guantanamo. Oh, I couldn't agree more with you. After September 11th, what he did to this country, it's outrageous. Freedom Act, please, insanity. It's terrible. So as awful as the Clintons turned out to be, um, you know, the Bushes turned out to be just as awful. And that's the perspective I'm going for. Because when I look at the picture of when George W. Bush Sr. died, may he burn in hell. When I look at that picture... And you see them all arm in arm in the afterwards and Michelle and Barack and George is giving her gum and all the rest of it. That's when you realize 
This is an illusion of a representative republic. This is a duopoly of government supremacy and nothing more. And they placate to the people by making them feel they have a team. When the reality is, it's them against us and we're the ones that are in the short position, correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there is a lot we can do to fight that, but it's very important to to know what you just said, because otherwise people will be lulled into thinking, well, I'll just get the other team in yeah. and I'll look. That's not how it works. I mean, look at, you know, you guys are in the, whatever, I don't know if you're a Republican. The Republicans are in the majority and Pfizer is not in prison. You know, Albert Borla is not in prison. Dr. Fauci is walking around a free man. You know, what the heck? Dr. All- Wolf, I just, before I had you on, I yeah. just did a thing. You know, an impeachment is not a court hearing. I don't need to 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 give you the the benefits of a court hearing. Congress is there because if we have a traitor in the office, you impeach that son of a dog. I don't need to convince morons, and that's that's a big problem. It's it to me, it's just a theater act. It really is. I could talk to you for an hour, but I did go along with you. In the meantime, where can the people go to not just buy the book Facing the Beast, but to keep an eye on Doctor Naomi Wolf? Uh, thank you. Well, um, order Facing the Beast please, on Amazon. It's very important, especially in these early days, if you support my work to order it and also to leave an honest review if you are moved to. Uh, You can also go to dailyclout.io to read the Pfizer documents reports, or you can order that book um, on Amazon as well. And you can find me on Outspoken on Substance. Thank you, Dr. Naomi Wolf, for making time for me. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You want an update on that gangster mayor in Dalton? Squirrel, you want an update on that dimwit? Oh, she thinks she's the real deal from the 30s. She's got her police force working for her, intimidating people who stand up against her. What was this dimwit's name again? We taking care of all the business, right? All the business. They destroyed my trucking company. They shut my store down. I am a victim of retaliation. WGN investigates a town in turmoil. A South Suburban mayor accused of using police to target her political opponents. Investigative reporter Ben Bradley has the story. For decades, the Shaw brothers ran politics in and around South Suburban Dalton. You know, I love this. I love the way Chicago talks to its useful idiots. The Shaw brothers ran it. How'd they run it? They ran it like a bunch of two-bit gangsters. Good. Now there's a new dimwit in charge. This one's got cleavage. Their antics were legendary, but now there's a new leader in town. She calls herself the people's super mayor, but that's not how some of the people would characterize her leadership. First of all, do you know how stupid you have to be if you allow your mayor to call herself the people's super mayor? Really, you, you, you get what you, you Democrat morons get what you deserve. <sighs> The night of June 10th, police arrived at this truck yard in Dalton, owned by Lawrence Gardner. How are you? 
The reason police responded depends on who you ask. In this report, officers said it was for an ordinance violation for hosting a group of bikers at his business without a license. But Gardner has a different take. Okay. Okay. It's what it is. Well, so here we go. He's- now this man, this, see, this aggravates me. This reminds me of my grandpa. This man for years, businessman, honest businessman. Now he has a political ideological dispute with a gangster who hired how many fat ass, fat ass, pretend cops to be her entourage. They take her shopping into lunch and these hobos wait for their pension to kick in. And this businessman, honest man, gets thrown in the car. I can't even listen to it again. I almost threw something at the TV last night. In the meantime, what he should do, the poor guy, take your business, go to a good area. Because Dalton doesn't deserve a good business. You deserve these gangster government thieves. You deserve this. You voted Democrat says he's been repeatedly harassed for not supporting Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard. We taking care of all the business, right? All the business. You deserve it. You let that idiot become your mayor? She can't even speak. Freaking moron. Glenn in Oakbrook. Sean, I'm going to ask you a question only you can answer. All right. Who's gonna Who's gonna die first, Joe Biden or Jimmy Carter? I, don't, I, don't, I think these might be the perpetual life of thievery and failure. I mean, it's hard to say. I know, you know, Jimmy Carter was busted up. He was going to take Diane Feinstein to a Halloween party. Now he has no date. So I, I you know, it's terrible. I, I, I I'm going to say Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden. They have to make him disappear. What they have on him is so damning, and what it will reveal is the inner workings to the to the congressmen, the farters like Swalwell, all the way up to the dirty senators like Mitch McConnell. Because this is a bipartisan way the Chinese Communist Party owns our fracking government. And what this will expose, and it's undeniable now, all you have to do is get the idiot Democrats, the same morons that vote for this, this tramp in Dalton. You have to get them to learn how to read and think. And th- and then realize, you know, if you make a hundred and some thousand a year, can you buy a ten million dollar estate on the on the side of an ocean? I don't think so. Thank you. I just thought about something else. I just thought about one other thing. All right. Who uses more diapers per day, Joe Biden or Jimmy Carter? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I'll tell you what. I think Biden does. Jimmy Carter's spry. All those years of building houses. Thank you very much. See, Square, we got all the answers. All right, let's do a little more of this. How much time? Uh. You can't stop me from closing my gate. Last time I'm going to say it, sir. Okay. Please stop. The standoff that night ended with Gardner in handcuffs. I'm tired of them. They've been harassing me for months and months and months. This poor guy gets processed. They take him to jail. What did he do? Oh, yeah, he had people at his, at, his, at his yard unlicensed. This is how you know you're a slave. And when you question the very reality of things, the very reality, you get lied right to your face, whether it's the dimwit in Dalton who can't speak or all the way in Washington, the step-and-fetch lipstick on a pig Democrats. But right now, this is not a time for anybody to learn on the job. This is a time that we need wisdom and experience. We need a steady hand in foreign policy. We need a steady hand in economic policy. And that's what Joe Biden is bringing to the table every you're in World War III, you you morons. And that's a study hand. Vote Democrat. I dare you. That should be their real slogan. 312-642-5600.
He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Brother, you know how many times this song was on in my car? Back then I had the crank roof. No power sunroof. We had it the hard way. I've had a sunroof ever since then. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I was just wondering, what do you think of this Hank Johnson, this guy, <laughs> this doofus from Georgia that thinks that island's full? Oh, I love that stupid son of a gun. Uh, about anti-Semitism on college campuses. Uh-huh. I don't think this guy could even spell anti-Semitism. What do you think? I, I think he's one of my favorite examples of why you should never vote for a Democrat. I mean, Lee, this is a grown man talking to an American military official about Guam tipping over. And do you know how many elections he won since then? These freaking morons will vote for a pickle if you give them enough money. We're going to give you more food stamps. I say we elect a pickle. All right. Breaking news, though, to share with you from Capitol Hill right now. Uh, a development there, the House of Representatives just voting to pass a resolution to censure the Democratic Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan over comments critical of Israel that she had made in support of Palestinians amid Israel's war against Hamas. That's OK. She's got friends in very low places. Other Democrats. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, it's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's- 1,700 members. Is she breathing? What is that? Is that a whisper? Is she whistling? Oh, she's whistling, squirrel. I heard a whistle. If you think you might commit sexual assault. Always carry a whistle when you find yourself about to commit sexual assault. Blow the whistle until someone else stops you. I think she's blowing the whistle, squirrel. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol disappeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because she's blowing the whistle. She's going to molest somebody, that sick bastard. Walt, Northwest Indiana. Uh, Sean, when uh, Dr. Wolf uh, commented that she has seen refugee camps around the world and when when she went to the southern border, that the people she saw coming ab- across that border didn't look like refugees. They were young males, healthy males, uh, uh, military agents. So that's exactly what my wife told me. She was uh, a refugee from East Germany with her parents and two uh, siblings. And when she looked at the uh, at the pictures of people coming across that southern border, she said the same thing to me. Yeah. I know what a refugee looks like. I was one. They don't look like refugees. No. Well, here's the thing. Don't get too nervous. I'm from Melrose Park. Those They also look like cartel members. And, uh, you know, they're tough behind the gun, but in, in a pool hall, they get their ass kicked. Thank you very much, Walt. I don't sweat that. You got your tattoos. You're all made up in your costumes. 1996, that we need to reform it from top to bottom. Yeah, we need to reform it. I don't know. I, th- these Democrats... Do you believe that a border wall is part of the answer? Yes or no? No. No. (laughs) He's the very rare, the almost exclusive, hard to find like a spotted owl. He's the bald Cuban. They're very rare. Absolutely, completely rare. Our administration has pursued a comprehensive strategy to manage this unprecedented migration. 
Our strategy includes expanded lawful pathways for migration, strengthened consequences for unlawful... Did you ever see the hair on Ricardo Montalban? Even though it was a toupee? Thick as could be. ...entry at the border, removing a record number of individuals found to be ineligible for protection under the law, and increased partnership across the region to curb irregular migration. My God. How miserable you think his wife is on Saturday? Awful terrible. All Americans... Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. Yeah, I like those Democrats. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace, as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. See, he was an intern molester. Terrible Democrat, had terrible policies, but he wasn't a traitor. That's the difference. See, now they're traitors. As for his wife, come on. The whole country knew why he cheated on her. How are things going in the country today? Uh, Badly, say nearly three quarters of respondents in this poll. Seventy. Luckily for the Democrats, the Democrats that are educated in the public schools don't know three quarters is a lot. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Cause you may have read one of his... Columns in publications across the country. You may have even seen him talking politics on Newsmax, but you've probably most definitely heard my next guest on radio stations across the country. Now he's got a new book out, America's Last Stand. Will you vote to save or destroy America in 2024? He is Drew Thomas Allen. Drew, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean, that was one heck of an intro. It's good to be with you. It's oh, been a long time. I know, I know. But I listen, I love the fact that you're you're constantly working. And, you know, this is interesting, an interesting title of a, of a book. Because the problem I have is, is your subtitle, Are We Still Going to Pretend Those Are Voting Machines and Not Suggestion Boxes? Sure, sure. That's 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 an absolutely fair search and, and a legitimate concern. I mean, especially now, I have to laugh, Sean. I mean, I'm sure you've seen in the news. You know, they, they, up in Connecticut, right? A judge threw out uh, election results for a mayoral election uh, between Democrats, 
And it's hilarious because the judge was presented the very same evidence that we talked about in 2020. Yes. But this, of course, took place in one little city county there in Connecticut. And, and what did the judge cite as evidence to throw out the election results in this Democrat mayoral race? Well, of course, uh, in, in the night, you know, you had people on video camera stuffing uh, uh, drop boxes with uh, mail-in ballots. I said, man, where have I seen this before? And so, you know, that judge had uh, had had cojones. And, you know, 2020, of course, if judges had actually had courage and done their their their, their duty, uh, we would have thrown out races across the country just like that judge did. And we would have probably had. A and I'll, I'll tell you what, I think if 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 Republicans writ large would have done would have demanded it. But see, to me, to me, we're at the you know, it's 2023, right? Trillions, literally trillions of dollars are traded instantaneously, millisecond to millisecond, buying stocks, bonds, never a, a, a penny lost, never one penny. Yet we've never advanced the way in which we arguably do the most important thing, and that is elect our representation. And once again, I have to turn to the most pathological citizens in the country, the politicians, to tell me the results. I've never been comfortable with it. That, and I'm from... Chicago, where the Democrat mafia honed its skills, sharpened its teeth. And the fact of the matter is, you have these Democrat areas throughout the country, New York, New Jersey, California. Now illegal aliens vote. So the reality is, it's like rolling dice with Big Jilly. I don't see any spots on those dice, Jilly. I remember where they are. The winner is who I say it is. I have yet to see a successful audit, to my satisfaction, of an election anywhere. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, we know what the solution is. And, you know, you're always going to have uh, a limited amount of cheating because there's terrible people in this country and they're going to do whatever it takes. But, you know, of course, you limit that when you just go to paper ballots. Right. I mean, paper ballots are how it should be. It shouldn't even be contested. Everybody should want that to protect the integrity of elections. And, of course, Democrats, everyone knows that the mail-in ballots in general, but now especially the unsolicited mail-in ballot, where you just send them out to uh, everybody on the voter rolls, which haven't been scrubbed in 45 years, dead people, illegals, people that you just signed up and said, send them all to this address. Well, no, no, no sane country actually in the world permits mail-in ballots except ours. And that used to be the policy of the United States. We said, we know mail-in ballots are the greatest source of fraud in elections. Yeah. And then of course, 2020 rolls around. They say, well, you know what? We're going to adopt the practice that we said previously is corrupt you know drew it's 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 something to watch what's happened to the nation the the divide in the nation and i don't think it's partisan anymore i think it's character and i'm dead serious about this if you still believe in collectivism gangster government schemes of waste fraud and abuse called policies kicked out in a bipartisan fashion from george w bush to joe biden barack obama and ironically the guy who i did not think would would be as successful as he was donald trump had had a unique characteristic he was able to make people vote against their future he was able to make people turn against principles of this country because he espoused them and they may have for 90% of their life. But the minute Donald Trump said it immediately, immediately they turned their, their, their back on their own traditions, their own principles. So I'm wondering, do you think the result will be different or is he the perfect candidate to forever steal elections from? Because after all, 
It was a bipartisan acceptance to stealing the last election. There is no way you're going to convince me or any of the evidence has convinced me that Joe Biden actually received 81 million live votes. So if he does it again, which I think he's the only candidate I would even waste my time going on. What's happening tonight in this debate? This is the insignificant debate. Who gives a rip? But the fact of the matter is, what has changed that will prevent the Leviathan from robbing all of us again? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, look, a really pathetic uh, GOP. Uh, we have Ronald McDaniel and we have, you know, the administrators, if you will, overseeing the party that really aren't interested in winning elections. And that, that's a problem. But, you know, the thing that I'm focused on is the next year. Look, Donald Trump's going to be the nominee more than likely. Uh, and, he, you know, he's going to run against Joe Biden or somebody they're going to plug in there at the last minute to replace him. We'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, I mean, Americans did live under both the uh, the Trump years and the Biden years. And nobody can objectively say, when they ask themselves the question, was I better off under Biden than Trump? Nobody can say that they were better off. And so in some ways, it should be an easy election. Now, I want to be clear, too. When I say it's America's last stand, uh, I'm not saying that, 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 you know, getting Donald Trump in there again over the Democrat uh, option is the end. It's the beginning. And Americans have to wake up. You know, we, we've been very passive. We've enjoyed the fruits of uh, our, our ancestors, of the founding fathers, of Lincoln, of all these great men uh, that have given us this nation. And while we've been dormant, the tyrant has been most active. And the, what I'm calling people, we have to be activists. The Democrats are very good at this because they want to destroy the country. And for some reason, we don't have the Constitution to step up and make the small sacrifices of time, of energy to actually get involved. Now, we can save the country. But it's going to take a collective, you know, this is the one time I'll use the word collective, but collective effort by patriots in this country to do something about it, to go out and talk to people, to their neighbors. I mean, we do have to convince people in this country, and we have a year to do it, that, there's, you know, I mean, basically, I'd, I'd say, you know, if we don't have a 2020 situation with a mail-in ballot situation like they did before, I mean, there should be no scenario, no scenario in which there are enough people to put uh, Joe Biden or some Democrat back in the White House. You know, Drew, Drew you have to understand. Brother, you're talking to Chicagoans, and and we've you know listen. It's you could elect a pickle if you say the pickle will give you more government cheese because you're right when you look at things from the perspective of an honest man. The yeah. fact of the matter is, we're riddled with dishonest men. Now they reside and thrive in one party specifically, but they also reside and thrive in the other party specifically. So what I think is there's an amazing opportunity, and that amazing opportunity isn't because I think we're going to sweep the next election. I'm very aware of the lengths mafias go to to protect their money schemes. Because the other thing you said is oh, you, you can't say you're not doing better than you were under the Trump years. Well, that's only the honest people. The corrupt are sure. really raking it in. These are the banner years for the low-life scum in our country and abroad. Foreign policy, scam artists, the, the industrial complex, be they military, pharma, never better than right now. Joe Biden is the Pied Piper of scumbags and thieves. He's perfect for him. And we're spending $9 trillion and nobody even gives a rip. So where the, I see the silver lining is this. We can communicate that while all of this is going on in our country, you, if you live in these Democrat mafia sewers, are beaten down daily with the hopelessness and futility of being an honest man in a corrupt nation or corrupt area. But there's 21, 22 states that are still fighting tirelessly to, to, to nullify the federal government. And in those states, those people 
are, are, are creating laws that are strengthening freedom, liberty, and American principles. So that, to me, is the greatest, the greatest hope, is to take the, the good people and shore up the areas that you can save. Because the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the California's, sadly, and it breaks my heart, and these new Democrat wannabe mafia hellholes like Ohio and Virginia, you're better off. Time is a, is a, is a finite item for each one of us, and we don't know what the ex- expiration date is. So why not go to the good states and shore them up for playing devil's advocate rather than waste your time in these welcoming ghettos to the mafia? Well, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I, I think that that is a strategy, and we're seeing it employed to some extent. But, you know, people really need to have a voracious appetite to do that. They need to take what you're saying now and say, okay, I live in kind of a, a reddish state that has a, American principles still, that has values, that's not telling little Johnny who's allowed to chop off his pee-pee. Uh, you know, I'm going to get in here and make sure this is an uncomfortable place for Democrats to ever step foot in. That's what we do have to do. And make sure it's a place they don't ever want to come to. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's fine. I mean, it's a little scary situation. We can't predict the future. We just have to do what we can. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, you can make comparisons to the American Revolution, to the Civil War, to all our previous conflicts. But, you know, it's, it's very much a situation where you have the Confederacy and you have the Union in many ways. And we are that divided and we can't agree on anything. I mean, the left sitting here, they want to have infanticide and think that's good. You know, yeah. we can't even get, you know, in Virginia, you know, they, I mean, you know, they, they, you know, he wants to pass a 15 week abortion ban and people are upset because, you know, four months uh, isn't enough time for them to kill their baby. You know what's interesting, though? The reality is these the and I, I come from this this area. The majority of honest, decent people are, are, are aware of the climate and they've already put in provisions and plans to vacate if they haven't vacated. When you look at the formerly great city of Chicago, there is no more financial district. There's no thriving, bustling industry or even restaurants, for that matter. People are terrified to go out. The crime is through the roof. And that is really a microcosm of everywhere the Democrats rule. So at a certain point, I think it should be part of the philosophy of saying, look, I know it's inconvenient. And it is terrible. You may have to make yourself uncomfortable or leave people you like or love. But ultimately, isn't that what your ancestors did when they fled totalitarian corrupt hellholes? They were just countries and they went across oceans. You only have to get in the car and drive a couple hours. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good analogy. And, and the other thing, though, that we will have to do at some point, even as we're doing this, they don't have to be separate, we can do them at the same time, is, you know, when you have people that now are, are, are sitting there languishing in these prisons that are the cities of Chicago, uh, San Francisco, and everything else, you know, the GOP... If you will, I mean, we ha- it is what it is. We have a two-party system, but we have to have the messaging. We have to continue to take well, back that party, and we have to be com- communicate to these people to, to give them the opportunity to wake up at some point whenever it happens. And the greatest thing to point to is the reason that Chicago is no longer a great city is because the problem wasn't necessarily and only specifically the opposition. The problem was the backstabbing lowlife in the city that called himself a Republican, that raised money, that won elections, and each and every day stabbed their constituents in the back. See, to me, the reason I don't call myself a Republican is because of what I've seen over my life in the Illinois Republican Party. These are the limp-wristed frauds who've managed to commingle with corruption. 
and pony up, and they like being in second place. It's a great fundraiser. And in the meantime, the oligarchs in the Illinois Republican Party, their fat-ass brothers are lobbyists, their dimwit wives are lobbyists, they own video gaming machines, pot dispensaries, they're all in on it. So to me, that's what's happened now nationally, and it's virtually undeniable when you see the bipartisan attack on a guy who spent 80% of his life as a Democrat, and his only crime was... He didn't think like a politician. He wanted America to win because he thought like an American success. That's the difference between Donald Trump and all of these political whores who are all worth more money than honest businessmen because they front run policy and steal. Well, exactly. 100 percent right. I agree. You know, and and the point I try to make and explain to people is, you know, what what drives me crazy about the DeSantis campaign and everybody else out there is that they, because they're selfish and they want to be president uh, as well, you know, they refuse to actually say what we will say on this radio program, which is, look, the attacks on Donald Trump, his political persecution, the efforts to interfere in a third consecutive election to put him in jail like banana republics, that's the greatest threat to this country since the Civil War, okay? And that's the end of the republic if that is allowed to go on. And DeSantis will go on MSNBC, and he will not say that. He'll say, I don't like it, it's wrong. But you know what? We shouldn't actually support him. There's no way he can win with all these uh, indictments. He will not say they're wrong. He won't say, you Democrats are a bunch of scumbags. You're destroying the country. He won't do it because it doesn't help him. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I live in Florida, and he's my governor, and I vote for him and i'm i was proud of him but i will tell you this i wouldn't waste my time i'm not going to watch the debate i think it's it's a waste of my time and the other scallywag in it is a fraud by the name of vivek ramaswamy who i believe is a straw man vivek ramaswamy is a pump and dump fraud who is trying to seize any support that donald trump had as an alternative when the reality is vivek ramaswamy made his money through financial skullduggery if i'm kind bald right fraud if i if i look at it from the eyes of an investment advisor or anybody else and the other republicans haven't really beat him up on the fact he is the owner and operator of a pump and dump dementia drug that everybody knew was a fraud he made a billion plus dollars and i'm supposed to believe he's an alternative so i'm starting to really think we should capitalize on the fact that it is time to end the duopoly it is time to break the republican party and i don't care if they're gonna if i think they could very well imprison trump and i did not vote for trump in 2016 i am not a trump sycophant i really believe his two benefits to to humanity are, are, are almost going understated that what he did in domestic energy policy and foreign policy writ large, the policy of peace and, uh, and, and the policy of Americanism is the real threat to this corruption. And if it's anybody but him, I'm not going to waste my fracking time. So what do you think of that? I think that most uh, most of us feel that same way. I mean, unless you're supporting one of these other fake candidates who is just hoping he gets in prison so they can try and take up the support, uh, everyone feels that way. I mean, look at the polling, even in your state of Florida. I mean, you know, you, people can say polls, schmoles, drew, whatever. But, you know, I mean, Donald Trump just polled 39 points. Uh, ahead of, of of Governor DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida. I mean, it's crazy. He keeps going down, and they keep – my problem with them is, look, we got, we got one shot really to try and at least uh, stop the hemorrhaging right now and, and, and push back against what's happening in this country so that we can get ourselves together and come up with some kind of coherent strategy uh, to, to go forward. You know, and you've got – and so we need momentum. We need all this time to build support for Donald Trump, and you've got – the DeSantis campaign, in my opinion, who's no different than the Lincoln Project. 
They're sitting here. They're coming up with well, revisionist history. Yeah, I think timing is everything, and I'm going to tell you this. This was a big mistake by Ron DeSantis, in my opinion. I think he had a bright future if he would have played his cards right, been a little smarter, because he could have done things a little bit differently. But what he's doing now is making him more attached to that fat slob Chris Christie than it is Donald Trump. And that was the mistake. And I think he'll he'll live to regret it. But more importantly, I'm not concerned with him or the Republican Party. I'm concerned with my unborn grandkids who I haven't met yet. My nephew who was born yesterday, I'm concerned for the future of America because the reality is, brother, when Republicans sit by and watch the third world political persecution from some corrupt, fat-ass Democrat in New York and they cheer for it to happen in Georgia, you have to start pivoting, we do, in my opinion, and start condemning the real problem, which is the limp-wristed, fake resistance to government supremacy called the Republican Party. What do you say to that? Well, they're totally limp-wristed. It's, it's unbelievable. But, you know, people have to understand, too, it's, it's not a new problem for the Republican Party. They've been doing this since the days of Reagan. You know, I mean, as soon as Reagan was in there, the most popular president ever, you know, in, in many ways. And you would think these uh, these rhinos would want to jump on board and ride his coattails uh, because of his popularity. But, no, they were already scheming and saying things literally like, as soon as Reagan's gone, we're going to take back the party and there's going to be no natural place for you conservatives in it anymore. You know, and I and I and I'm with you. I mean, I'm a conservative. We have a two party system. It is what it is. I want to win elections. Look, I got a seven month old daughter. Uh, you know, I've never I've never been more concerned, and I've always been in this. Well, I've been in this fight for a while now, but it's it's a little bit more urgent for me. And I'm a pragmatist too. Is Donald Trump perfect? Now, but I mean, look, there's a lot of good, and I'm not going to sit here and listen to people lie about his record too. You know, when they say, you know, uh, uh, yeah, bad personnel decisions. You know, he he can't correct this. You know, the the his campaign and everything else. And I look at this and I say, you boneheads all supported uh, uh, William Barr. You guys, <laughs> boneheads, all supported uh, Chris Ray. You thought he was the greatest thing ever. You told him to, to, to yeah, yeah, Chris Ray's a great, and then all of you voted to confirm him. And now you want to say, well, yeah, he, look who he picked. Like, you boneheads all were backing it. You sabotaged the wall. You guys said it was too expensive. And then when Biden's in there, you go and say, well, we'll pay 30 times that to Ukraine. No problem. It's not too expensive. Drew, if he loses, if 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 the if the Republicans lose, if the if the pickle party of the the, the Marxist mafia Democrats regain, I'm going to tell you right now. I think it is absolutely unequivocally. I think it is now or anyway. But I'll I'll be patient for another year, even though I'll 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 live my own personal quality of life outside of Democrat mafia run areas. But I I definitely will start will advocate, as I kind of do, for a third party, the the party of true American principles, the Liberty Party, or, or, or what we really are. We are the actual party who believes in the independent decisions of the individual, like America itself. So I think that's something we need to do, and wash our hands of this corrupt oligarchy led by the Romney's uh, niece and old lady face Mitch McConnell and the rest of these Republican scourge. I want to get away from him. I feel dirty even saying Republican after this. What do you think? Well, I just think it's a shame because we have a party that was born to do to greatness, right? I mean, this is the party of Lincoln that was literally created to combat the same Democrat party and slavery, right? That's why we were born. And you have the Democrat party that's always been the same, which is a, a, a bunch of tyrants who are amoral monsters who, who fought a civil war to preserve uh, slavery and then, and then fought, of course, tooth and nail for the right to, you know, hang black people by their necks until they were dead. So this is the party and they want to take the moral high ground. And then we're sabotaging ourselves hmm. with our great legacy and story. I mean, it, it makes me sick. And that makes 
makes me want to take it back and kick these people out. I know it's hard, but, you know, it's just like the Democrat Party, uh, in some ways, man, I just admire these guys, these liars who've lied about their entire history. So the book is called America's Last Stand, Will You Vote to Save or Destroy America in 2024? He is Drew Thomas Allen. I'm going to take some liberty because we're friends. And you got a seven-month-old baby. I'm going to tell you, you are going to have the best time of your life for the next 12 years. Kiss that baby. She's going to love it. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Freshman year, brother, you're going to get a bald spot. So buy yourself some sort of hat. Start putting those plugs on layaway. Don't get the Joe Biden dead man plugs, but it's going to be rough. That 14 to 18, but then they come back around 21, 22. Even when you're mad, you're going to, you're going to see characteristics. So I'm just giving you a little advice about raising girls. It's wonderful for the first 13, 12 years. After that, strap in. It gets bumpy, okay? Well, look, I'm grateful for that advice. Yeah, I'll enjoy the next 13 years. Oh, and take the pictures. I still have them on my phone. When they call, they're not the pictures they are now. They're when they were little, when I love them to death. You know what I mean? Now I just know it's going to cost me money, hopefully no commas. That's right. That little (laughs) laugh you get, man, it's precious when they're seven months. Oh, the best in the world. Really, it keeps them them safe when when you want to throw them through a pane glass window. Keep that in mind. (laughs) I will, brother. All right, thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Sean, now, 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You know, speaking of baby killers, Hamas leaders worth a staggering $11 billion. They live in luxury. Well, the Gazan people suffer in squalor. The terror group's Three top leaders alone, three, are worth a staggering $11 billion and enjoy a life of luxury in a sanctuary city of the Emirates of Qatar. I'll tell you what, why don't we just bomb Qatar? They must be all living in a condo building. We'll say they didn't have the cement done and they just fell, like, you know, like they did in uh, New York. It just went down. I don't know. Something hit them. Uh, Kathleen. Oh, no. Hi. Hey there. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, Sean, I want to thank you for what you do. You inspire me to go forward because I feel so depressed wow. and so many times on how bad we are. Did you hear these idiots this morning? We lost. Who the frack is we? I didn't lose. Dumb. Oh, my God. I don't compromise yeah. with these idiots. I didn't lose anything. You had a bunch of limp-wristed pansy Republicans might have lost, and they're just corporatist whores. Here, did I? Did you know that there's a new one in Illinois? Sure, he was a Democrat for 90% of his life, and he's got a bad die job. He thinks he's Farrah Fawcett. And right now, a former Chicago alderman and veteran attorney is officially announcing he's running for Cook County State's attorney. Bob Fioretti will be at the Billy Goat Town. Who gives a rip? You and the Billy Goat, well, your phony die job. He's going trans. Thank God for that, Who right? the hell would know, Bob Fioretti, a lifelong Democrat, now he's a Republican. Is he part of the we? Because I'm nothing that that scallywag is a part of. Go ahead. Amen, amen. I, I, I wanted to thank you and continue, and please be careful because I need you to stay alive. But I, I'm watching, I'm just looking at the AP, Minnesota Supreme Court dismisses insurrection clause that challenges and allows Trump to be on the primary ballot. Amen. Amen. Yeah, well, he wasn't charged with insurrection. I mean, only in these Democrat sewers like Cook County and New York could he ever be charged with anything. In the meantime, Kathleen, don't you ever worry about me. I'm Norwegian and Italian. Take an army of these Antifa bastards that hurt me. Thank you very much. And they never show up, squirrel. What I offer that fat slob alderman in Chicago? 5,000, he wouldn't show up. 
What do you got to get his fat ass? Socialist. You think you could buy him for a lot cheaper than that. Kevin in Las Vegas. Uh, hey, Sean. Great opening segment today. They're always great, but oh. today was, you know, it Thank was spectacular. Um, uh, just two quick things. Uh, I want to agree with you uh, completely on that last guest you had about DeSantis. I mean, all he had to do was nothing. He got some bad advice to, to, to run, and, uh, I mean, he, he could have damaged his the, the rest of his entire career, in my opinion. Well, I think he did, because I just I just voted for you. I, hey, hey, dummy, yeah. I just yeah. voted for you. Nine months later, you tell me you're going to run for president? That's it for me. I, I know. Yeah. He was dodging those questions even during that gubernatorial And race. I like you him. Know, Listen, it, up, what a great governor. What a great, what a shame yeah. that was. Truly a, a shame. Yeah. And I, I'll bet you, I say tonight is sets a record for the lowest watched Republican debate in the history of these scallywag oh, corporatists. Man. Go ahead. I'll listen to, I'll listen to it. But, uh, um, but yeah, and then also, too, um, I wanted to see what your thoughts on what type of voting uh, polling place shenanigans you think we have coming up for next year? So far, we've got the water main break. We've got the gas leak. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Well, about? I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I just had Drew Thomas Allen, who's a wonderful guy. And, and, you know, I hear this a lot about the paper ballots and the paper ballots. I, I'm going to tell you what, no. I disagree with that. Yeah, we, sure. ha- we have the technology, fingerprint technology, fingerprint. Now that you can keep the fingerprint anonymous, but the technology has a timestamp. You know, you, you don't lose trillions of dollars are traded in milliseconds and nothing gets lost. Nothing lost. You can do the exact same thing and validate the vote is, with blockchain technology. Yeah. Blockchain. How is paper better than that? I just I don't it's see not. it. It's not. Know? And the blockchain technology has a paper timestamp. You got a timestamp? I got a timestamp. Here you go. But at least yeah. we can all audit it and it's instantaneous. So I don't have to wait for the counting room to come up. You know, the, the one question none of the none of the Biden morons will ever address. You shut down the count for four hours in very strategic yeah, we, places. Uh, you had the ballot harvested where you needed it. They had the technology to understand where to fraud it. They have the manpower in their Marxist mafia organizations that cannot exist without government cheese. These cr- You think you're fooling anybody? That's why in these states that permit that bulldog, flush them. Dress like the tidy bull man. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you, buddy. All right. Jerry in the Western Burbs, one rule, one rule only. Sean, how soon do you think we're going to devolve to something like Fight Club? Or do you think the next generation's really got the. Uh... Brother, watch, to do it. watch the news. Do you do your, you know, here's a, here's a funny thing. You want to talk about devolving? Don't watch the news for three weeks. Don't watch it. Go on vacation. Do whatever you want. Then come back here and watch the evening news. And you tell me if you don't think devolving is what we've been doing. Because the way in which these societies live in these hellhole Democrat areas, it is beyond ghetto. It is beyond third world. Look at this Dalton mayor rat. Did you hear this idiot? Did you hear this? I used fraud? to live in Dalton. It depresses me. Did you hear? I mean, I mean, listen to the way she speaks and the whole nine yards. You devolve. That's why you got to leave these areas. Forget about it. If you'd even I entertain. She's a lumberjack with all the X work that she does. Oh, please. Here. Have a seat, Bob, sir. And charged with misdemeanor obstructing an officer. Misdemeanor <laughs> obstructing an officer. Because- hey, Sean, tomorrow uh, you're. Uh, What's his name? Robin Ware is going to be out in Belvedere. Robin Ware. And then Ware. he's going to have the, uh, well, there'll be a, yeah, you know Robin Ware. Of course I do. Yeah, his brother Brett Ware was my favorite. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
but they're going to have a uh, mega donor dinner tomorrow night. So I know two guys that would be there would be like Elsie Higginbottom. Uh, was it Fred fat Eichner? ass trust fund corrupt fat teapot Pritzker and his sister, the one who looks just like him? Would you want to invite him to dinner though? No, not please. Are you kidding me? He's the one guy barred from all you can eat buffets. Him and the whole family. Are you nuts? Did you ever see Penny too? Oh God. I'll tell you what, her husband can keep his eye on the ball. There's a guy that well, should be doing doing ads for Viagra. For the colonel, though. Man, oh man. Yeah, watch out for the colonel. You There's, know who the colonel is. You know, I haven't of course I do. I haven't had a drink in twenty years. There's not enough Chevis and Viagra in the world to get Penny Pritzker to get you in the mood for that. Thank you very much, Jer. See, that's devolving. I think we devolved a little bit. Tom Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. Yeah, how are you? Know, you? Sean, Would you rather spend the I'm evening good, at the Sybaris with Penny Pritzker or roll your dice with the Cook County Prison? What do you think? Well, I've been <laughs> I've been with some I've been with some uh, questionable oh. ones over the years. That's the uh, woman that one, inspired that the dimmer switch. Took her pants off. Oh, please! Don't get too close now. <laughs> you know, Sean, uh, my dad was an over-the-road truck driver, and uh, so he wasn't around a whole lot. I was raised by my mother, and we've reached. A, you and I are about the same age. We've reached a point where that are we the same age? You our look mothers terrible. were every. Our, our moms were everything. The idea that now, as we're quote unquote Republicans, we're all day on talk radio, all day, oh, we're going to have to soften our message. How do you soften your message when it comes to I will the relationship never, of a mother killing their child? I will never soften my message to, to defend the, 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 the one form of humanity that can never defend itself to babies. I know hardened criminals you go right now to sammy to bull gravano would he kill 19 people ask him if he'd kill a kid ask any of them if they'd kill a baby let alone their own that's a certain kind of barbarism only these inbred seventh century yard gnomes called hamas can embrace 312-642-5600 I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. I love this little kid. Ruffy boy. Really, I, I saved you guys. I mean, I really saved you guys. There are so many clips that are just terrible. One of the the ones I was watching is this carjacking of this mother and daughter. This is horrific. And we want to get right to some breaking news. Terrified woman grabbed in her driveway by two men demanding her car keys. And tonight, still They're not men. Not men. They're punks. They're punks, public school punks, men, the hell out of here. Men don't do that. Scourge and scum. That's what does it. Democrats. Kira, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I first want to say hi to Mike, who's listening to you from uh, Lombard. Hey, Mike. Look at this. We're the medium of communication, Squirrel. You picking up on this? All right, go ahead, Kira. Sean, I worked my first Indiana election, and how impressive was I? 
They actually put in the, I did, put in the Indiana driver's license barcode. How could someone cheat with a barcode? We checked the residency and signature all within less than 60 seconds. Yeah, but didn't you guys vote for Democrats? No, we're Republicans. Come on, and we won. Of course we won. Even though Lake County is blue. Lake County is blue, but we won. And, Sean, at 601, we had the numbers, and the numbers matched, of course, what we we did. Sadly, the Illinois corrupt voting system was a butt of jokes throughout the whole day. Oh, absolutely. It's why, you know, Kira, it's funny to, to, to be in different areas and tell, like, decent people, you know, and they ask, where you, where'd you grow up? Chicago. They all start laughing. It's a national punchline. Yeah. It's a national punchline. But uh, who else could produce such low-life scum from Blagojevich to Pritzker but these Illinois butter-handed welfare roaches and wannabe gangsters? Thank you very much, Kira. The laughing stock of the nation and possibly next Democrat presidential candidate. He's big and he's round, and he can turn a toilet into a thimble in one squat. He's J.B. Pritzker. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hi, Sean. You remember Romper Room when you were a kid? Sure. What are you, nuts? Of course. You know, you would be so excited if they said your name. I'd see, you know, anyhow. Anyhow, the point I want to make is, because you've got the music going on, I see Tom and Blue Lion. I see Rich and Henning Park. Those are the guys that could take over the Republican Party. It's Get okay the hell have- out of here. The Illinois Republican Party's full of degenerates and bust-outs. Brady's. What's the other ones? What's the other big fat slobs? The brothers are uh, Darkens. Lobbyists and whatnot. Yeah. You guys go ahead. Flush it. Go to a good state. Live a good life. We'll be back in 21. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 